Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jamel Sanders Podcast, a division of Jamel Sanders International, where we are empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. It is Saturday, April the 8th, 2023, uh, in the middle of Holy Week and Resurrection Weekend for those of us that do celebrate the upcoming holiday. But thank you so much for taking the time out of your life, your day, your schedule to join me here for another edition of the Jamel Sanders Show. I am so honored, as always, to be with you and to have the opportunity to share some tools and insights with you that I believe can help you revolutionize your life. So thank you again for tuning in. I want to stop and say hello to anyone that may be joining the podcast for the very first time. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your life day and schedule to be with us. The Jamel Sanders podcast has been around for more than a decade. We started out years ago with the intention of empowering individuals to fulfill purpose and maximize their greatest potential. And every week through intriguing conversations, inspiring guests, intentional tools and strategies, we want to help you live your greatest life every single day. That's been our mission from the beginning, and that will always be what this platform is designed for. I want you to stay connected with me. I want to pause and say hello to my Apple Podcast family. Thank you for being with me all of these years. I appreciate you so much. We have some exclusive content coming to your platform, and I can't wait to share more with you about that soon. Hello to my um, Stitcher family. You've been with me almost as long as Apple, and we appreciate you as well. Hello to my Google Podcast family. Thank you for letting me serve you. Hello to those of you listening to me on iHeartRadio. I love iHeartRadio, and I'm so honored that I get to uh, do this with you. Hello to my Spotify family. Uh, Spotify just continues to amaze me, the growth, the numbers that we're seeing around the world, and how this platform just continues to impact so many people's lives through Spotify is amazing. So thank you for staying with me. Hello to my Amazon Music and Audible family. We appreciate you. And any platform that I may not have named that you may be listening to this podcast, thank you for allowing me to serve you and to do life with you. I'd love to connect with you beyond this show. Please go to my website, www.jamelsanders.com. Again, that's www.jamelsanders.com. There you'll find a plethora of empowerment tools and resources. You'll learn out more, excuse me, learn more about me and the work I'm doing around the world. You'll find out about my company because beyond this podcast, I am the founder and CEO of Jamel Sanders International, LLC, a global management consulting advisory firm that works with leaders in business and government around the world, providing them with tools, strategies, and the insights that they need to lead change and be on the cutting edge. Um, we provide solutions to very complex global problems, and we help leaders to lead change and move the world forward. So you can find out more about that. My keynotes, um, conferences, seminars, symposiums, masterminds, all of the great things going on, you can find it right there on the website. You'll also find a link to all of my social media platforms with the exception of TikTok, which I believe is official, Jamel Sanders. And of course, you'll find out more about my wonderful books, um, that I've written. I've written 11 books, and they are. you'll find information about them on my website as well. 
And definitely take a moment and sign up for my newsletter, my mailing list. You can find that information right there on the site as well. Um, I love sending out insightful information and tools to help you live a better life and unlock your greatest potential. And you can find all of that on my website. I would like to recommend one resource to you, my newest book, book number 11, uh, Pressure, Unlocking the Power of Prophetic Intercession. Uh, This is the book that almost did not get written. Um, Most of my books are geared towards leadership and um, empowerment, personal development, identity, um, soul development and evolution. I've written about leadership and visionary leadership and so many other topics. And people say you need to write a spiritual book around your faith and prayer and its impact on your life. And I kept saying I don't know how this is going to resonate with the audience because people are used to seeing me write about leadership and personal development and self-empowerment. And finally, I just put the book out. And let me tell you, the book came out in November. The stories that I'm hearing from this book are unbelievable. So it lets me know that I'm on the right track and that the book should have been written and that it's transforming people's lives. But in the book, I delve into my faith, the power of prayer, how prayer changed me and how it changed my life. I talk about what prophetic intercession is. How do you move a prophetic promise in your heart into manifestation in your life? How do you bring a prophetic reality out of the uh, invisible realm into the visible realm of your life? And I really delve into that. You do it through a process of prophetic development, and I show you how to contend for the manifestation of a promise or a dream in your heart. You need to read this book because so many people are frustrated. They don't know how to get to prophetic fulfillment, to the manifestation of those things destined for their life. And I open my life up very candidly and show you how I've done it. So I get a copy of Pressure. It's available from Amazon, Kindle Nook, and most major um, book distributors have access to this resource. I also want to recommend one more thing, and I want to jump into this topic today. Um, I just released last week my breakthrough journal. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a journaler. Journaling has transformed my life in so many ways. I can't even begin to talk about it. And I said I wanted to put this resource out. And so in a matter of a few quick steps, we were able to do it, get a um, distributor and manufacturer and to get this released, and I'm holding it in my hand. It is amazing. Um, This is a great tool for you to write your goals, clarify your vision, script your future, uh, strategize about your success. You can get a copy of the Breakthrough Journal. Go right now to jamelsanders.com. Look on our homepage or go under the shop and find it. I know it's going to be a great tool to your life, and I'm enjoying it already. So what I want to do real quick, I want to take a very quick break, and I want to jump into this topic. This is going to be so good, and I don't know how far we'll get, but I hope you'll stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Jamel Sanders Podcast, empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. All right, welcome back. So we've been in the middle of a series. You know, a lot of things with this show really revolves around where I am in my life. And 
I'm in a season where growth has been very, very important. And so I said if growth is something that is happening in my life, I feel like this is something that could help my audience as well. And so here we are at part six of this series, Growth, the Journey to a Better You. Now, I will admit, uh, when I started this, I, I did not think it would be six parts. But what happened is, we went into the second part of the series, which was beliefs and belief systems, and it took me two episodes to excavate and properly treat uh, that topic of belief system. And so I said, okay, it's going to be six parts. But the goal today is to wrap this up because uh, we have a special edition of the podcast coming, and I won't be able to link the two together. So I want to get this done. But real quickly, I want to recap in this series, we talked into the power and the law of buy-in. We talked about belief systems. We talked about blind spots. Last episode, we talked about building capacity. And today, it's going to be good. I just hope you'll stay tuned. Um, as we embark on this second quarter of 2023, I see a lot of interest in people wanting to make a difference in the world. Unfortunately, many people don't understand that a difference has to be made in your own life before you can make a difference in the lives of others. And so it goes back to that famous mantra that you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. And what I want you to really understand is that we cannot truly improve the world without first improving ourselves. I think that bears repeating. We cannot truly improve the world without improving ourselves. And so I talk to so many people that say they want to make a difference and an impact in the world. They want to be a voice to their generation. They want to be a change maker and a playmaker in the world. And I ask them, what kind of work are you doing on yourself? Because a lot of people, and I just have to say this right out of the gate, a lot of people are working on their goals, but they're not working on themselves. Write that down. A lot of people are working on their goals, but they're not working on themselves. And one thing I have always endeavored to do is spend much more time working on Jamel Sanders than any of Jamel Sanders' goals. And so I realize that in order for those goals to be accomplished, I have to keep growing and evolving as an individual. And I think so many times we become sidetracked because we become so goal conscious and we don't become uh, growth conscious enough in our lives. Write that down. We become very goal conscious and not growth conscious. And so if you really want to actualize your dreams and manifest your goals, you have to grow. Because if you're not growing, how can you attain to something that you are not in pursuit of? Oh, that's good. Write that down. How can you attain to something that you're not in pursuit of? And so we say we want this great life, we want these big dreams, these lofty plans and ambitions, but I don't see the pursuit of that. And so if you're going to produce that, you have to be willing to pursue it in your life, and I can't stay there. Um, what I want us to understand is that transformation is both powerful and painful. Transformation does not just happen in your life. You know, I hear so many people, they call themselves transformational coaches and transformational gurus. And, I mean, it sounds great, on, you know, in name and theory, but what I want you to understand is that you have to be very purposeful about transformation and that it's going to be a painful process. I want us to understand that transformation is both beautiful and messy. So if you are a perfectionist, 
as I have given up on that term of perfectionism in my life, even though I am a recovering perfectionist, as I like to say, um, it's going to be messy. And I know for me, you want everything to be a certain way. You want every detail to unfold in a certain sequencing and prophetic rhythm. And the reality is that's just not life. I always tell my clients and people close to me, life happens. And how do you pivot? How do you shift? How do you adjust uh, with the changing tides of your life? You know, one thing I tell leaders all the time, and I wrote about this in my book, Next, you have to be adaptable as a leader. I mean, things happen and crises unfold in your life, your business, the world. You have to be adaptable. You can't just be one track and one-sided in, in your pursuit and endeavors because you're going to get demolished when something shows up that is out of the norm of your plan or your focus. And so um, realize it's going to be beautiful and messy all at the same time. Why is that? Because transformation requires deconstruction um, before reconstruction. Write that down. Transformation requires deconstruction before reconstruction. A lot of times we want to... um, get to the next level, improve, evolve, stretch, build our capacity. But there are some things that need to be deconstructed in our lives in order for reconstruction to take place. And a lot of times we're trying to build with the wrong materials and the wrong foundation. And if you're building with the wrong tools and you have the wrong foundation, you're going to erect the wrong structure and you're not going to produce the results that you want to see in your life. And so transformation demands honesty and transparency. You got to be honest with yourself, and this is one of the things I notice with leaders. We hold people to very high standards, and we demand accountability from them. But there are so many leaders that are not accountable. I talk to leaders, and I say, "Who are you accountable to? Who are you running your plans through? Who are you running your vision to? Who's keeping tabs on you? Are you on track? Are you where you should be personally, professionally?" spiritually, relationally, financially, who's looking into that in your life? Because we have so many gurus in the world that are not accountable to anybody. We're teaching people accountability systems that we don't even operate from in our own lives. And I call that fraudulent activity. You're a fraud because I cannot demand from you anything that I'm not demonstrating and displaying in my own life. That's hypocrisy. And we have a lot of hypocrisy because we don't have leaders that are willing to be honest and transparent. Uh, Most of all, transformation requires integrity and introspection. This is what I know about integrity. Integrity means comes from the word integrate, or it literally means to be one with your word. What I know about integrity is that you cannot get to integrity without introspection. And most people are afraid of introspection because introspection is going to require some alone time and it's going to require you to be alone with your own thoughts and your own emotions. And so we put off this and we're constantly around all of these people. We don't like silence. We don't like aloneness. We don't like any form of isolation because we know that in that introspection um, is going to demand some integrity and truth in our lives. And so many people 
don't like that. Let me say this. Before a truth can be proclaimed out of your mouth, a truth must take residence in your heart. Let me say that again. Before a truth can be proclaimed from your mouth, it has to take residence in your heart. And a lot of people are trying to release truths and insights out of their mouths that are not in their heart. And it's confusing because people see you saying something, but they see you living something else. And so what we want, we want integrity. We want uh, what we say and what we do to be congruent so that people can see that we really live what we preach. We love the idea of change, yet we hate the inconvenience that change demands from our lives. I can't say there either. Uh, We don't discover change in the familiar waters of convenience. We discover change in the unknown waters of uncertainty. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but I am not a person that just readily enjoys uncertainty. I'm a strategist. I'm an advisor. I help people to bring order and balance and strategy and structure and um, congruency to their lives. I'm a very organized person. I'm a very methodical person. I'm an intellectual. I'm a thinker. I, I think in processes and systems and strategies and sequencing. And so uh, when you're talking about going into unknown waters or territories, it kind of gets a gasp out of me because it's like, what do you mean? You know, we want everything to be structured and systemized and organized, and that's just not how everything flows in our lives. And as I just said, the greatest change happens when we go into the waters of uncertainty and the unknown. In other words, it is the unfamiliar um, where we unlearn what we think we know, grade our thinking uh, to embrace what we need to know. Let me say it again. It is in the unfamiliar familiar places where we unlearn what we think we know and we upgrade our thinking to embrace what we need to know. And so change challenges um, our lives and our excuses. Oh, could I stay there? Change challenges our lives and our excuses. And I'm telling you, I talk to so many people and they say, I'm ready to change my life, Jamel. Help me change my life. And I say, okay, Um, If you'll give me this amount of time, this amount of liberty in your life, I'm going to help you make the transformation. Session one, I give them some basic things that I want them to do as I start addressing mindset. It's normally first with most people. And here come the lies and excuses for why they cannot do what they say they want to do to change their lives. So this lets me know that they're not really serious about the change because as long as we keep telling ourselves lies and excuses, we're going to continue to get what we've always gotten in our lives, and that's not very far. And so change challenges our comforts and complacency. Complacency is one of the greatest cripplers of your potential, and if you stay in a continuous state of complacency, it's going to rob you of the life that you were intended to live. Change challenges our presumptions and assumptions, and as you've heard me say, assumptions are the lowest form of reality that exists. And so if you live in the realm of assumptions and not accuracy and absolutes, you're going to live a very miserable and defeated life. We cannot live from a place of assumption. Change beckons us beyond the borders of mediocrity and into the realm of excellence. Are you ready 
to really leave the shores of mediocrity and to go into excellence. And let me tell you, if you want to be excellent, if you want to be cutting edge, if you want to be the best in the world at what you do, it's going to challenge you and push you in ways that you've never been challenged and pushed before. A lot of people admire certain giftings and certain talents and abilities, but they don't understand the price of cultivation. Let me say that again. We admire gifts and abilities, but we don't understand the price of cultivation. No matter what the gift, talent, or skill you have, it will remain in its infancy unless it is cultivated. And an uncultivated gift will produce an unfulfilled life. Write that down. An uncultivated gift will produce an unfulfilled life. This is what I know from personal experience. If you will work on yourself, get around people that will help you to refine your character, in the process you will strengthen your gift and you will become skilled and masterful in your gift. The problem is that we focus so much on the uh, capacity to fulfill the call or the assignment on our lives, but we neglect the character. And so we get people that are highly gifted, and so they don't sustain their platforms or their influence because we try to take shortcuts on the road to success, and I can't stay there. Um, change challenges our standards. If you really want to be a person of change in the world, your standards are going to have to change, and change stretches our capacity. Every person has the potential to be great, but not every person has the capacity to be great. Write that down. Every person has the potential to be great, but not every person has the capacity to be great. It's a very big difference between potential and capacity. Let me try to define this in simplistic terms for you. Potential is untapped ability. Write that down. Potential is untapped ability. Capacity is realized ability and gifting. Capacity is realized ability and gifting. In other words, the difference between potential and capacity is cultivation. Potential is unrealized ability. Capacity is realized ability and gifting. So we are fascinated and we romanticize our potential, but few people realize their potential because they don't know how to unearth it and develop it. My gift in the world is to help people to unearth the potential and the greatness that is in them and to unleash it in the world through service to humanity. Very few people can do that. A lot of people can get us excited and motivated about greatness, but they don't know how to pull greatness out of us. And so I laugh because people go to all these seminars and they hear all this stuff and they think their lives are just going to magically change and they're going to be successful but they don't know how to pull out of them the greatness that is in them. You're not in search of greatness. It's not something that you got to go buy. It's in you, but you got to know how to pull that out, and you need to get people around you that know how to pull out of you what's in you. I can't stay there. Uh, change demands the inspection and expansion of our minds. Write that down. Change demands the inspection and expansion of our mind. So you got to inspect your mind before you can expand it because there are some uh, self-limiting beliefs, psychological constructs, emotional barriers, 
um, internal narratives that don't support who you were created and intended to be. And so if you neglect that, you'll never expand your mind and see what's possible for your life. Ultimately, change or growth demands more of us. And why is that? It is impossible to produce a different life without a different strategy. Write that down. It is impossible for you to produce a different life without a different strategy. I've discovered over the years that old keys don't unlock new doors. Furthermore, old strategies will never unlock new seasons in your life. You know what makes me different from everybody else? You can tune in to any podcast. You can hear inspiration and motivation. You can get some good quotes. You can feel good. You can get the warm and fuzzies on the inside. But the difference between me and what other people do is that I am at the heart and the center of all I do. I'm a strategist. So I'm not just going to motivate you and inspire you and tell you you can have a great life and you can live the life of your dreams and everything is possible and go after the life you want. I'm going to show you what stands in the way of that, how to eliminate that, and how to engineer the prophetic future that you want. Not many people can do that. They can inspire you and motivate you, and those are short-lived things. But strategy is what undergirds and underpins all of your success. Write that down. Strategy, excuse me, is the thing that undergirds and underpins all of your success. And so I can't undergird my success with a quote. I can't undergird my success with some motivational words. But if I have very clear, formulated strategy, I can begin to undergird my success, and I can begin to create the life that I want to live. Um, If you are serious about growing, then it will demand your evolution. This is what I've learned about evolution. Evolution is not just about changing to another state. Evolution is about a higher standard. Write that down. Evolution is not just changing from one state to another state. It is about a higher standard. In other words, evolution is not about reaching a new bar. Growth or evolution is about becoming another person. I really hope you get that. Evolution is not about reaching another bar because a lot of people are always talking about raising the bar, and there's nothing wrong with that. But growth or evolution is about becoming another person. Growth is about becoming the best version of yourself. I really want you to get that. Growth is not a competition. It is not a comparison. It is about becoming the version of yourself. Growth then is simply that. Growth is becoming. And so as we close out this series today, I want 2023 to go down as the year that lit a fire under you. Moreover, I want 2023 to be the year that you awaken to the reason for your existence and dare to pursue what you were born for. I don't want this to just go down as another mediocre year, another stale year, another year of unrealized dreams and potential impossibilities. I want this to be the year that you awaken to the reason for your existence and you dare to pursue what you were born for. In the first months of 2023, I found myself at a place that I had never been in my life before. And what is that place exactly, Jamel? It is uncomfortable with uh, where I was, but still afraid to embrace where I knew I should be going. Have you ever been there? 
uncomfortable with where you are, but still afraid and apprehensive to embrace where you know you should be going. What is that in-between place? I call that in-between place miserable. It is the place between the life that you've been born for and the life that you have settled into. Oh, could we stay there? The life that you have been born for and the life that you have settled into. I found myself in what I call a soul dilemma. And what is a soul dilemma? It is when dissatisfaction leads you on a path to discovery. And so over the last few months, as you've heard me say throughout this series, have been very interesting to start to hear some wonderful things have happened, incredible breakthroughs and doors opening, opportunities emerging. It's been a great time. But internally has not been the best time because there is this tug of war between do we stay in the confines of what's comfortable or do we dare to move out in the direction of change and new possibilities? The things that I have learned about myself within the last few months have been mind-blowing. Um, I have been challenged and pushed in ways that I have never been before in my life. But you know what? That's a good thing. I found myself being pulled by destiny but prevented by disruptions. Isn't that good? I found myself being pulled by destiny but prevented by disruptions. And what do I mean by disruptions? These are the inner rumbles that violently oppose the revolution of your life for a moment. The inner rumbles are the uh, I'm sorry, disruptions are the inner rumbles that violently oppose the revolution of your life. You know what I'm talking about. It's those internal voices, internal narratives, internal scripts, internal dialogues, internal conflicts, internal limitations and barriers and condescending viewpoints and constructs that war against the revolution that you so desperately seek to happen in your life. Inner rumbles are the inner wars that prevent us from doing the inner work. I thought that was great. Inner rumbles are the inner wars that prevent us from doing the inner work. And the inner rumbles are the psychological constructs and emotional crises that prevent the advancement of our lives. Write that down. Inner rumbles are the psychological constructs and the emotional crises that prevent the advancement of our lives. We say we want a better life and to become a better version of ourselves, but most people are blind to what it takes to truly become. Let me say that again. We say we want a better life, but most people are totally blind to what it takes to become who they were born to be. I mean, it's great. I want you to have ambition. I want you to have big dreams and lofty goals and high aspirations for your life. But I don't want you to be deceived into believing that the journey to excellence is going to be easy. I don't want you to be tricked into believing that the journey to significance will come without sorrow or the road to power will be met without pain or the road to advancement will happen without adversity in your life. I want you to be totally assured, convinced, and resolute that if you want a better life, there are some battles that you are going to have to fight in order to become the best version of yourself and the greatest expression of who you were created to be. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but what I want you to understand is I want you to get back in the fight of your life. Stop waiting for something to happen. Stop saying, woe is me. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. 
stop crying about the same old things. Make a decision that you are going to courageously stand in the power of who you are and dare to be who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you to step up in the arena and to dare to answer the call to become the best and greatest version of yourself to serve your generation and to do something meaningful with your life and in your lifetime. You don't become by your words. You become by deep inner work. Let me say that again. You don't become by your words. You become by deep inner work. Uh, Many people say, Jamel, you're deep. I don't think I'm deep. I may sound deep now, but I'm just sharing with you things that have taken me decades to figure out, and I want to shorten the the distance to success for you by coming along as your mentor and advisor and telling you that it doesn't have to take that long. You can work through, just as I work through, the psychological constructs, the emotional patterns, the self-doubts, the limiting beliefs. You can do the same work and transform your life, but you got to get engaged in the game, and you got to be willing to do the work. I always tell people, a lot of people are not further in their lives because they won't do the work, and nobody can do the work for you. I can assist you. I can aid you. I can help facilitate your healing and your breakthrough, but I can't do the work for you, but I'm going to spend every moment of my life, whether it's a podcast or an interview or a keynote presentation or a consultation or an advising opportunity, whatever it is, I'm I'm committed to helping people do the work so that they can show up as the greatest expression of who they were created to be. What is becoming? Becoming is the process of personal maturation, growth, and development by which you evolve and attain to the greatest expression of who you were created to be. Oh, that's good. Becoming is the process of personal maturation, growth, and development by which you evolve and attain to the greatest expression of who you were created to be. In other words, becoming is you daring to step into the power of who you were created to be. I remember years ago, I remember being in a time of prayer and reflection and knowing deep down in my spirit that there was this massive mandate on my life to make a great influence, impact on the world and my generation, not knowing how, not knowing what that would entail or the pieces or the process or the journey, but I knew. And one day I just made that courageous decision that I'm going to step into the power of who I was born to be. I'm going to stop apologizing for who I am, and I'm going to show up in the power and the capacity of the mantle and the call that is on my life. And let me tell you, that decision transformed the trajectory of my life forever, and you would not be listening to me today had I not made that decision. A becoming is a metamorphosis by which you mature into who you were made to be. Let me say that again. Becoming is a metamorphosis, just as the caterpillar um, goes through the metamorphosis to become a butterfly. It's the butterfly effect, excuse me. It is you going through the metamorphosis so that you can mature into who you were made to be. Many people get excited about the future, but they are unaware and unprepared for the forging that must take place inside of them to embrace the future. 
It's not enough for you to get excited and to have a smoke screen of the future. I want you to know what is entailed in the forging that has to take place inside of you for that future to manifest. It's not that your future is evading you. Your future is trapped until you make the decision to evolve. When I had that discovery years ago, it changed my life because like so many of you listening to this, I thought that the future was evading me. I thought that the future was something I had to just pursue and chase with everything in me, and I realized that the future was trapped because I wasn't evolving. And the minute I started to evolve, my future was no longer trapped. My future began to be unleashed from within me, and it transformed my life, my relationships, my thinking, everything about my life changed because I realized I'm not waiting for something to happen. I am what's happening in my life. Did you get that? I'm not waiting for something to happen. I am what is happening in my life. And when I realized that, it changed everything because you have no more excuses. You have nothing else to blame. You have nothing else to pass the buck to. If your future is going to manifest, it's going to be because you evolved for it to manifest. In other words, your future is waiting to greet you on the other side of who you're destined to be. Your future is waiting to greet you on the other side of who you're destined to be. Your future is waiting for the next that version of you to manifest so that it can begin to unfold and be unveiled in your life. In other words, without being, becoming, excuse me, you will bankrupt your potential. Without becoming, you will bankrupt your potential. Becoming is not about who you have the potential to be. Becoming is about who you are willing to work to become. Let me say it again. Becoming is not about who you have the potential to be. It is about who you are willing to work to be. See, we we focus too much on potential, but what work are you putting in in order to become the best version of yourself? The unfolding of your life cannot happen as long as you remain undeveloped. Um, This is what I've discovered to be true. As long as you remain undeveloped, you cannot unleash your true greatness and potential in the world. Uh, often what we want to know what the delay or the holdup is in our lives, but this is what I've learned. It's what we are unwilling to deconstruct that poses the greatest threat to our development. We are always looking for this external force that's holding us back. And what I've discovered is that it is the lack of development and growth that is holding most people back. It is the fragmented you um, that is illegally trying to – let me restate that. It is the fragmented you that you are illegally trying to bring into your future. In other words, it's the parts of you that are still broken, undeveloped, unhealed, and you're trying to force that version of you into your future, and it's not going to happen. It is the narrative you keep repeating that does not nourish the seed of your potential. What narrative do you need to stop repeating today so that your future can emerge? What story have you been living in that has you stuck and it's preventing you from going to the next level in your life. It is the false identity you've embraced that is forbidding the improvement of your life. 
It is the self-doubt that is suffocating the dreamer on the inside of you. It is the limiting beliefs that are lowering the bar on your potential. Your becoming cannot happen without your healing. Let me say that again. Your becoming cannot happen without your healing. And so a lot of people are saying, why? Why is this not happening in my life? Why is this not opening? Why is this not moving? Why is this not manifesting? Why do I feel stuck like there's no progress, like there's no momentum in my life? I want to ask you a question today. What do you need to heal? Get your breakthrough journal. This is going to be your assignment this weekend. What do you need to heal? And you know what? This is a good plug. If you don't have the Breakthrough Journal, go to jamelsanders.com and order one. Uh, I want this to be your assignment. What do you need to heal? Because what we do, we're very quick to offer people advice about what they should be doing with their lives, but we don't take our own advice. You need to heal yourself before you try to heal the world. And what do you need to heal in your life? Is it trauma? Is it deep-seated pain? Is it um, emotional conflict and crises? Is it a psychological construct or a limiting belief? Is it an identity crisis? What do you need to heal in your life? Because your becoming cannot happen without your healing. This is what I know. Your brokenness is standing in the way of you becoming. Isn't that good? Your brokenness is standing in the way of you becoming. And so many people are trying to force their way to the next level without freedom, and it's illegal. Write that down. So many people are trying to force their way into the next dimension and level in life, and they're not free and they're illegal. You can't get there with this bondage. You can't get there with this dead weight. There are some dimensions that will require denouncement and detachment before you can enter. Oh, this is getting deep. There are some dimensions that will demand denouncement and detachment before you can enter. And so, yes, you keep sensing that a door or something wants to open in your life, but what are you not denouncing and detaching from that's denying you access to that next dimension or place in your life? It's time to let some things go in your life once and for all. You cannot hold on to them anymore. And so in the time that I have left, I want to answer this question. How do you become? Because the last metric of this series, Growth, The Journey to a Better You, the last metric is becoming. How do you become? Number one, you become by loving yourself enough to let the past be the past. I could stay there all day. I always tell people that you have to leave your history in order to embrace your destiny. And so many people are hostages to their history. That's all they know. That's all they talk about. That's all they meditate on. That's all that consumes every fiber of their life is the past. And I tell people, you got to let the past be the past. This is what I know. Your past provides you with information, but it was never intended to guide your life. I want to say that again. Your past provides you with information, but it was never designed to guide your life. So you should not be looking to your past to be the GPS system and the navigator of your life. Get, extract the information that you need from your past, but don't allow it to dictate how you live your life. 
Your past is simply that. It is the past. It is history. It is done. It is over. And you need to let go of it so that it no longer has the power to own and control how you live your life. How do you let go of your, your past? You let go of your past by denying it the right to control your life. How do you do that? You do that by, first of all, um, getting command of your thoughts and getting all of the residue of the past out of your thoughts so that your future can take residence in your thought. Your future has to become so big in you that your past has no choice but to leave you. Let me say it again. Your future has to become so big in you, past has no choice but to leave you. In other words, you got to magnify your future so big that there's no room in your life for your past. And that's where I want you to get in your life. I want you to understand that if you are guided by your past, you will always be guided away from your purpose and from your future. I want you to understand that where you have been cannot compare to who you are becoming. And so you got to stop allowing your past to set the standard and to dictate the direction, the movement, the progression of your life. Stop reliving the past and reclaim the moments of your life. Get it off a repeat. Stop looping it again over and over in your mind and break free from it so that you can embrace the life that you intended to live. But I want you to understand is that if you never release the past, it will always rob you of the present. There are a lot of people that are going through life as zombies. They are numb, they are desensitized, they are unconscious because they are nothing but robots under the command of the past. Write that down. A lot of people are nothing but robots under the command of the past. You can't even begin to talk to them about the future or what's possible for their lives because they have become so controlled and manipulated by the past. And until you are willing to release the past, it will rob you of the present moment of your life. And if you keep rehearsing the past, you're going to live your life ruled by your past. So you got to let the past be the past. you got to change. This is what I know. You have to change your paradigm so that you can change the internal narrative of your life because as your thoughts go, so goes the narrative and the story. And so you got to stop reliving what happened to you, who left you, what so-and-so did to you, and you got to begin to reprogram your mind for the reality that you want to create for yourself. The second way we become is we let go of what is no longer serving us. Let me say it again. The second way we let go, we we become is by letting go of what is no longer serving us. Refuse to live as an emotional servant or psychological slave to old seasons and cycles. Write that down. Refuse to live as an emotional servant or psychological slave to old seasons and cycles. What do I mean by that? There are certain things from your past that want to imprint your mind and to create emotional triggers in your life. And so the more you replay those images, those narratives over and over, it begins to make you an emotional servant to those moments and experiences in your life. And not only that, as you replay those scenes, 
it begins to uh, work on your psyche, and it brings you into a place of psychological slavery. There are a lot of psychological slaves, people say, no, I'm, I'm free. You're not free because if you're not liberated in your mind, you're not liberated in your life. So a lot of people, they walk under the disguise of freedom, but if we look into the recesses of their mind, we'll find out that they are very much in bondage and slavery because there are still events, experiences, and some people are even being controlled by people of their past. Those people you don't have any contact with, some of them you haven't seen in 20, 30 years, but they're still controlling your life. They're controlling because you keep replaying what they've done to you. They're controlling because you're still bitter with them. They're controlling because you won't forgive them. You're still angry with them. And so you have given your personal power away, and you are allowing them to dictate your life. And let me stop before I get too far out there with that. You have to be willing to shed everything that threatens the shifting of your life. What do you need to get rid of? Remember, I told you your assignment this weekend in your breakthrough journal. What do you need to heal? Another question I want you to answer in detail, what do you need to shed? One of the things that has really been resonating with me in the early months of 2023 is shedding everything that stands in the way of the shifting of your life. There are some people that were good for where you were, but they are not good for who you are becoming. So you need relationships that accommodate who you are becoming. And those that are not growing with you are only detracting from you. Write that down. Those that are not growing with you are only detracting from you, and you've got to have the courage to let those people go in your life. Loose your grip on everything that is limiting your growth, whatever that is, whoever that is. I want you to get very specific, and I want you to – drill down and hone in on what you need to focus on so that you can be more successful with your life. Separate from everything that connects you to old seasons and cycles. What is the connection point? It's something, whether it is a person, whether it is a thought pattern, whether it is a location, whether it's a psychological location, whatever that thing that is connecting you to that old season, you got to let that thing go in your life once and for all. And you got to distance yourself from everything that divides you from your future. How bad do you really want your future? Write that in your journal. So you're going to write, what do I need to heal? What do I need to shed? And how bad do you want your future? Because a lot of people declare 2023 is my year, and they're doing the same thing they did in 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, and so forth. Nothing has changed. How bad do you want your future? Stop being tormented by things um, constructed by your own mind. Oh, that's powerful. Stop being tormented by things that have been constructed by your own mind. You're fighting ghosts. It's not even real. It is something that you have concocted through your mind and your mental faculties, and you have the power to make it stop any moment you get ready. So you have to stop being controlled by it, and you got to make the decision to take your life back. How else do you um, become? You do it by the liberation of your mind. This is what I know. Replace what you no longer want to repeat. Write that down. Replace what you no longer want to repeat. And let me say that I would here recommend my book, Upgrade Your Mind. Um, 
when people say, Jamel, your mindset, your paradigm, your perspective, how you see life, how you see the world, how you communicate to the world is very unique. And it's very unique because my thought pattern and process is unique. And my thought pattern and process is unique because I have replaced what I didn't want to repeat in my life. I am very intentional about what I think about because what I think about, I bring about. What I ponder, I produce. What I meditate on becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in my life. And so if you understand the power of this machinery of the mind, excuse me, you won't just allow anything to take up residence in your mind. You will begin to replace anything I don't want to see repeated or reflected in my life, I replace it. And I begin to program my mind with the types of thoughts that I want to see manifest in my reality. Stop allowing your belief system to blind you to the possibilities of what your life can be. Reprogram your mind by replacing every thought that does not mirror the reality that you want to manifest. Let me say that again. Reprogram your mind by replacing every thought that does not mirror the reality that you want to manifest. This has become like clockwork to me. So when a certain thought pattern or process tries to enter my mind, I immediately begin to arrest that, and I begin to uh, ultimately scrutinize that thought and say, does this align with the reality that I want? Does this align with the truth of who I am? And when I say, no, it doesn't, then I say, I have the power to reject this and not to allow this to live in my mind. And you have the same power. Now, this doesn't happen overnight. This has been years of work. But you can begin to renew your mind and reprogram it to a different reality and result. Let nothing take residence in your mind that you don't want to see reflected in your world. Train your mind to see beyond challenges and limitations. I think the thing that has produced this bulletproof mindset in my life, I see beyond challenges and opposition. I have challenged my mind to see opportunities and possibilities. Uh, I want you to understand that everything you create is first constructed by your mind. When I discovered that truth, it changed my life. Everything that I'm producing in my life started with my psychology. And if I can get my psychology right, my physical reality and everything attached to it will begin to change as well. How do we become? Number four, we leverage every experience for growth and development. This is what I know. Experiences will either facilitate your learning or your ignorance. Write that down. Experiences will either facilitate your learning or your ignorance. Experiences are designed to teach, but experiences without wisdom produce ignorance. So a lot of people have a life experience, but they don't have any wisdom. And so what happens is they just become more ignorant and make more and more um, disempowered decisions for their lives because they're having experiences, but they're not really gaining the right experience. Ignorance um, will all will never improve your life, obviously. And not only that, ignorance will imprison you to old seasons and cycles. Experience coupled with wisdom produces intelligence and insight. This is what I know. Inside of every experience are keys 
that can be utilized to unlock new seasons in your life. Write that down. Inside of your experiences are keys that can be utilized to unlock new seasons in your life. When we don't learn from experiences, we are forced to learn from failure. Experiences without wisdom derail our success, but experiences with wisdom uh, accelerates our success. Excuse me. Experiences can be leveraged for quantum leaps and quantum success. Experiences provide us with more than knowledge. They provide us with a framework that empowers us to build new foundations for success in our lives. Experiences give us the opportunity to put things into practice and to become proficient at the things that we have learned. Experiences always trump theories. I want you to get that. A lot of people are living their lives on theoretical models and not experience. A theory is simply a guess, but an experience is a guide that empowers you to produce results. And so do you just want to guess your way through life, um, or do you want to have a guide that is going to empower the results that you desire to see manifest in your life? How do we grow? We've talked about so much over the last few weeks. We've talked about the power of buying in uh, to your your vision and your future. We've talked about belief systems and how our beliefs and our paradigms shape our lives and what becomes of our lives. We've talked about blind spots and those things that have the ability to derail our success and our future. We've talked about building capacity and having the skill, the ability, the mastery to be proficient in the thing that we've been purposed for. And finally today, we talked about the becoming. We talked about doing the deep inner work that is necessary for us to become the greatest expression of who we were created to be. You don't benefit the world unless you dare to become the best version of yourself. Anything less than the best version of yourself is a disservice to the world and a disservice to humanity. And so you owe it to yourself to develop, to grow, to blossom, to flourish, and to become everything that I know you were created and destined to be in this world. So I have so enjoyed this series and spending this time with you. I hope that over the last six weeks you have gained some insights and clarity that will help you on your journey to becoming the person I know you were created to be. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to serve you and to do life with you on a consistent basis. Please stay tuned because our next episode is going to be a special edition and I don't want you to miss it. So thank you again. I hope you have an incredible holiday weekend, and as always, stay blessed. Thanks for joining us for the Jamel Sanders Podcast. Always remember, your life has purpose. Your potential is limitless, and only you can define your legacy.